Welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With member podcast. RSVP is a member community for the global luxury wedding and party industry. And every week I interview a different member. After half an hour, you'll know them like old friends. Sit back and enjoy. My guest today describes himself thus. I was born in Scotland in the heart of Inverness. My childhood was spent in my parents' hotel, waiting tables, cleaning dishes, and working behind the scenes from a very early age. This is where my love affair for hospitality began. We always enjoyed traveling as a family to escape those cold Scottish winters. So following university, they encouraged me to go further afield to begin my career. Over those 10 years, I worked in Boston, Toronto, and New York. I returned in 2009 to the UK to set up home in London. Connecting with people to share and deliver exceptional experiences is my calling. Be that at an event at my current workplace, Rosewood, London, or hosting a dinner party at my house in Wells with husband Andy and home as local celebrity Coco, the Golden Retriever. I don't think I will ever stop chasing the sparks of relationship, hospitality, and luxury. Though as my life gets even busier, I also look for pauses to take stock of what I have and simply enjoy the moment. Welcome, Mr. Michael Bonser. Oh, hello. Good to be chatting to you today. Great to meet you. Well, we know each other. We know each other for many years. So, and um, and your hotel has been a great friend of RSVP over the years. We we did our awards with you last year, and we're doing our first ever breakfast club as well. So, how many years have you been actually at the hotel? It is ten years this August. So, yeah, from opening. That exactly. Was. Yeah, I joined the hotel three months before we opened. And it's 10 years later. Okay, it's wonderful. Which I actually can't believe. <laughs> well, I just have to tell something to everybody. A few weeks ago, I came in for a meeting, not with yourself, with um, somebody else in the hotel. And I was just sat in reception. And um, I, I like to be inconspicuous, but I, I do like to observe. And in and you appeared about 11 o'clock just before my meeting. And, and in the space of two minutes, you, the hotel manager, fluffed pillows brought in some luggage and checked somebody in. And I thought, my word, you know, talk <laughs> about somebody who leads by example. Yeah. If those cushions aren't fluffed, then, you know, the day is not going well. Well, you are a professional fluffer. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. No problem. Right. Well, well let's go back to Scotland, then, yes. to your childhood. And tell me about your parents, the, the hotel that they had. Tell us all about that in your... You, what was your earliest memory? Was it was it working in the hotel? Yeah, I mean, my mother um, was kind of like a semi-professional cook. My dad was an accountant. They fell in love with this big house in Inverness, bought it, realized it was far, far too large and that it was like falling apart and needed vast sums of money and then realized that, yeah, this wasn't really going to work as a private home and the whole idea was a disaster. So oh geez, what do we do next? So let's make it into a hotel. And then I was born. And so from sort of day one, uh, I was in a hotel and living in a hotel for from the earliest memories I have. Uh, so I was, yeah, I was kind of like the Eloise of Scotland. And <laughs> I was, uh, and I knew nothing else, you know, and I'm actually, uh, I was very happy at that because, you know, a lot of my friends now in their 40s are still confused with their life. But I knew from a very early age that, I just wanted to work in a hotel. And do you think you learned a lot from your parents from running that hotel? I mean, they seemed to stumble into it by accident from what you said. They weren't, <laughs> yeah. you know, they didn't go to the hotel training schools in Amsterdam or wherever. 
um, or in Switzerland. So presumably you and your colleagues have done. So what do you think you learned from them sort of from that aspect? Yeah, I mean, uh, my father was an incredible hard worker. I mean, uh, well, kind of convinced me not to own my own business <laughs> because he worked <laughs> kind of like 20 hour days and I would quite often sort of wake him up from his desk. He hadn't sort of gone to bed. And my mother was a massive perfectionist and, uh, you know, and had sort of great flair for interior design and things. So I learned a lot from both of them uh, and they really just sort of molded me uh, to who I am today and just such professionals of what they did that that hotel they had up in Scotland really won mm -hmm. numerous awards. And yeah, they were very, very proud of what they had created. And I was very proud for what they had created as well. Is it still a hotel? No, actually, yes. It's now a hotel which is called Rockpool Reserve. Uh, it's right in the heart of Inverness. Now, so let's move on. We work, well, the, the event side of things, we work in a creative industry and and you do as well. So do you have a favorite art form and does that, that influence where you work? Is it is it art, music, film? Oh God, it's a little bit of everything really. A little bit of everything. I mean, when it comes to art, I've definitely got some favorite artists. I used to live in New York. And mm -hmm. uh, when I was living there, I sort of uh, came across an artist called Hunt Sloanham, who I uh, befriended, uh, completely mad. I mean, he'll tell you himself, uh, quite often has sort of, he channels different people that come to him and speak to him, you know, from, the, from past lives. And um, <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, going to the studio once in New York. Uh, and he had like 30,000 square feet in Chelsea, as one does. Mm -hmm. And I walked into this room, which was sort of big as a football field, uh, filled with Andy Warhol furniture with parrots flying around me. And there he was. Crapping the everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And there he was in the middle. There he was in the middle of the room painting um, butterflies. Um, and yeah, very, very incredible. I think I charmed him with my Scottish accent and I got a bit of a discount and picked up my first piece. And yeah, I've collected uh, things of his now since then. So yeah, incredibly eccentric and slightly mad individual, but beautiful art. Okay, wonderful. And do you go to gigs? Are you, are you a music boss? Yeah, I am. I go, you know, we have a lot of entertainment artists uh, stay at the property. So, you know, I'm quite often, you know, I'm very privileged to sort of get tickets to here and there. I don't normally go out my way to buy tickets, but if something come across, comes across the desk, I'll mm -hmm. you know, maybe think it. I do like, uh, yeah, going to live music. Yeah, I've always, yeah, I've always been interested in that. But I, I, I love all sorts of genre of music. I don't, you know, I uh, sort of mad eclectic mix of music that I like. So, well, your your annual Christmas party in the hotel is is a ticket which is most coveted by a lot of people. And I know that that guest list gets me into a lot of trouble every year. Yes, yes. Well, thankfully, I'm still on it. So. <laughs> um, but I mean, you've had Gary Barlow perform with that, Nicole Scherzinger, yeah, Ellie Goulding, Goulding. yeah, yes, Paloma Faith uh, was yes, just uh, last one, yeah. on the stage. Yeah, yeah I know. And mm -hmm. I don't know why we've done this to ourselves because every year we've got to think of the next. Well, person. that's the problem. You have to raise the bar, don't you? Every single time, it's um, it's tough. I know, and it's never a great time of year either because you know. Uh, one year we had someone else lined up and then they got sick sort of a, a few days out. And okay. there's always that sort of trouble around that time of year if people are actually going to make it to the stage. Or is the rain going to stay off 
um, yeah, you know what it's like when it comes to events. It's yeah. mm-hmm. always a bit nail-biting. And do you have a talent yourself? Put a, put a microphone in front of you, do things come out or, or not? Uh, no. I sing one song, <laughs> Lady is a Tramp, I think because, you know, <laughs> I don't look into the meaning of that. I just think it's, uh, yeah, it's just an easy easier song to sing. I, I, I was a voiceover once for a Burberry fragrance, which really no one knows. Okay. Who knows? Is that the, a talent? The, well, they wanted a, 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 a beautiful <laughs> Scottish bird, didn't they? Um, <laughs> to, to flog Burberry perfume. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. There we go. So we know that Scarf's Bar is the best bar in the world. Yes. Okay. And you can have any drink you want yes. behind it, alcoholic. So if you go to Scarf to Scar's Bar, what do you, you order? You should drink responsibly, though. I should add that. Oh, oh yes, yes. No, that's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in in moderation, obviously. Right. So you you can have any drink you want, and, and, it, and it's behind the bar at Scar's Bar with the best bartender that Scar's has to make it. What do you order? Scar's Bar. Very dangerous place to be in. Yeah, the bartender served me two drinks, uh, Umadam and Silk Sonic. I don't know how they decide. Maybe it's how I look that day or how stressed out I am or how, you know, I don't know. But these drinks arrive at my table without me asking. Very dangerous. Refilled without me asking. But Silk Sonic uh, is delicious and there's kiwis in it, which makes you feel like it's healthy. So uh, it's quite delicious, actually. I'm not entirely sure what's in that. I think it's vodka based. But there's definitely kiwis in it, so it's one okay. of my one of five. And if I have okay. five, it's five of five. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so you have the drinks sorted out. Yes. In terms of your cuisine, the food, uh, what's your go-to food? I mean, and it probably isn't. I mean, you sell a lot of pies, I know, because uh-huh. you have a, the, the pie shop. But with your figure, I can tell that's probably not your go-to food. <laughs> well, there's a gym on the first floor. It's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um... <laughs> I I love Italian food actually. I do love Italian food. Yeah, I, I think I like I think I like preparation that's a bit more simple. So Italian food's great for that. Very few ingredients, great quality. I mean, there's no bad looking Italians, right? <laughs> and the River Cafe here in the in the city is like one of my favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love I love Italian cuisine. Okay, so Scarce Bar is transported into into your home for the evening. You have the best Italian chef. Yeah, and you and you have a dinner party. Yes. Well, I'd probably have to have my husband there. Probably have to have yeah. Coco there. I'd probably have to invite my parents. Uh, I haven't seen them in a mm-hmm. while. I think uh, let's bring back George Michael. I think that could be fun. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe get the Queen on the table there. That'd be quite good. Uh-huh. Uh, how do I yes. my dining room seat? Okay. Or maybe not two. Jeez, uh, hard one. Well, I might have Hunt over from New York and his parrots. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, well, maybe you, James. You free? I'm always free. I'm never invited to anything. It's fine. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so good in the kitchen at the apartment. Uh, I've been in this apartment uh-huh. almost five years now. And uh, a couple of months ago, I leant against a, a wall, like an area in the kitchen. I leant against it. And I was chatting away. And I moved away. And part of it popped out. And I realized I had this warming drawer. And I only discovered it. <laughs> So is that an apartment within the hotel or is it somewhere else? Oh, no, okay. I mean, it feels like I'm at the hotel the whole time, but no, yeah, no. it's yeah. um, just uh, very near the hotel. I, I live like 10 minutes away, which is great. Uh, but okay. yeah, I'm still discovering kitchen appliances. <laughs> okay, so that's your dream dinner party. Yeah. And yes, now 
hoteliers work incredibly hard. We all know that. And you are entitled to a holiday ever, ever so often. Thank you. Where do you go and, and what do you do with your husband? Or maybe it's alone, I don't know. Yeah, so, well, I recently discovered the joys of the Maldives, which, uh, so that was about four or five years ago, which I had been putting off for many years because I thought it was going to be full of honeymooners and annoyingly romantically involved couples. And... Um, yeah, I just discovered that this actually is the most magical place on earth and where you're forced to relax. The problem is, is that I'll sit down for no more than four minutes and I'm back up on my feet again. Or I'm planning like the hot new bar to go to uh, drinks with and then the hot new restaurant opening and you name it, you know, the day's filled with all these activities, much as it's like in London. So Maldives just forces you to relax you know and uh i'm you know it's uh, it saddens me i only discovered it a few years ago but every year now i do this pilgrimage for those magical like 10 day 14 day and everyone on the team tries to ignore me for 14 days i even send emails and i get no reply like no one engages with me um yeah which but it's great it's so good. Is there a rosewood in the Maldives? I knew you were going to ask that. No, there's not a rosewood. Oh, oh dear. There will be. Uh, so we mm-hmm. announced that a couple of months ago. So that property will open in about two, three years' time. Um, and in the meantime, I go to one or two resorts uh, uh, where they take great care of me. We, we won't mention the name. It's fine. It's okay. There's something also about going to places where you know it that well. You know, I didn't think I would do that. I think I was, I thought I always very, it was very anti that. I always wanted to discover new places, but actually there's something about arriving somewhere and you know exactly where to eat on what night, go where, Uh do what. So all that, not wasted time, but that exploration time or trying to work out what to do next, what to do is not there. Like you just know, you know, Uh and on that little boat from the seaplane, I'm already taking my shoes off. And then when I get to that jetty, like they'll just hand me a key, I put my shoes in the little basket in front of the bike and I just bike my way to the villa. You know, it's ah, perfect. Wonderful, wonderful. It's a trait of everybody in our industry that we cannot relax. I mean, it's the same for me and everybody. I ask the same question to everybody on this podcast and and they just cannot relax. They they always have yeah. to be doing something. It's um, otherwise we just, go to we just go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you can't go crazy in the Maldives. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've tried. Okay. So... Let's turn, let's go from what you like to what you, to what you don't like. So you know the concept of Room 101, the, t- the TV show and the, and the Orwellian room where all the bad things get put into. What would you put into Room 101? What irritates you? What do you think the world could do without? Oh, jeez. Now, bad service is the obvious one. Right. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, no one will ever disagree with that. I mean, there's multiple things that irritate me. Uh on, Come on, yeah, I hate any things to be done quickly. I hate slow, slow people, slow conversations. I'm always trying to like finish conversations for people. Um, ill-fitted clothes, bad shoes, badly behaved children. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a long, long list here. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, all okay. Place that's that's a good list actually. Ill-fitting clothes, badly behaved children. Uh, of which you were one, it would seem. Well, actually, that's true. Yeah, that's yes, true. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have kids, you know, from like the age of 27 and onwards. <laughs> now, um, 
little bit of a confessional now. Yes. We're going to come to that part of the proceedings. A question I've asked is, what's the naughtiest thing that you've ever done? Now, no one's really given me an answer. So um, I, I take it you're not going to, also not going to answer that question, unless you really want to. So we could even rephrase to say, what's the most embarrassing thing that you've ever done? And that will come up with a humorous story. I mean, I could um, allude to something. Oh, you can allude as much as you want. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what I did, but it must have been something quite terrible. So when I was young... I used to tell small, like, white lies, little untruths. And I must have said something rather untrue to my mother, and she found out. But what I do remember were the consequences, uh, where she promptly took me out of the house, put me in the car, drove me to Inverness Prison, which is actually <laughs> in the heart. <laughs> I know. I'm sure uh, therapists will listen to this, potentially will be analyzing this. But I was then driven to the local uh, jail, which was a very uh, imposing, horrendous building in Inverness. Mm -hmm. still there. Yeah. And she let, she got me out of the car. She left me at the gate and drove off. <laughs> and I think, I think I was probably like eight or nine. <laughs> Unfortunately, she drove in one direction, got a bit confused in kind of one-way street and a sort of one-way street system, and I walked away or kind of probably ran in the other direction and promptly got lost, which then <laughs> turned into like this two-hour kind of like hunt for both of us, which of course ended in hysterics and uh, her apologizing. <laughs> so that kind of sticks out. <laughs> yeah which uh, still is in my head. Okay, wonderful. Okay, well, we're coming to the end of our session now, so thank you very much, Mr. Michael Bonser. Expat Scotsman, cushion fluffer extraordinaire, eccentric art collector and inmate of Inverness Prison. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> well, thank you, James. Thank you for listening. If you wish to join RSVP, please go to the website, rsvp.club, or email me, james at rsvp.club. Our next large event is in Istanbul in April 2024. See you all next week.